getting me fired up on this bald-headed freak. God. <laughs> All right, Bears fans, welcome into this week's therapy session. I know Sunday was tough to watch, but I'm here with Mason Malik to break it down anyways. My name's Tyler Stevens, and this is the Neutral Zone. So let's kick things off with... Um, you got any ideas on where we start with this one? That's a tough one. I, I think you just got to burn the tape, and I don't know. Season's over. <laughs> season over in, in, what is it no, it's week, te- week four? technically it's not over but it feels like it's over we're already on to head coaching candidates for next year it's not really going how we wanted it to go maybe we thought it was going to go this way but yeah the head coach is the man behind all the problems and it's probably a lot to talk about what was your opinion on the performance of the offense well going into this game Everyone was so hyped because it was Justin Fields' first start, and I, I got all that. But what did I say last week? I said Justin Fields probably wasn't going to be successful right out of the gate. And, I mean, that's a little bit of an understatement because this offense was grossly bad. But, I mean, I didn't have too high of expectations. I know some others, including yourself, did. So I could see how did. They really didn't have anything going for them on the offensive side of the ball. I feel like a clown for picking the Bears to win that game. But, yeah, there's not much Justin Fields really could have done. I mean, there was a few on a few of the sacks. There's maybe could have went to his first read really quick or dumped it off. But really, he's a rookie out there. It takes rookies, rookie quarterbacks, a bit of time to be able to get used to that speed out there and make the right reads and the right decisions. So it was just, it was a disaster. And I'm sure the higher ups, Ted and George, or I think they might be just about done. I mean, we have the news about the Arlington Heights purchase. That's a bold move. Are they going to be bold enough to fire the first head coach in season? What are your thoughts? You think they're going to go down that path or wait? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of unknowns with the way the Bears operate. It makes it so confusing. I think most other teams would definitely fire Nagy under the correct circumstances. Like, let's say they got blown out this week against the Lions, something like that. But I'm not sure. I think they're going to stick with them a little bit. If things get really bad, then I think they will make a move. Um, I have some some stats to read you, which are pretty pretty rough these are bears offensive ranks through the first three weeks i don't even know if you want to hear these but should i should i say them let's hear it all right yards per game they're 32nd in the nfl yards per play they're also 32nd yards per rush they're 14th so middle of the pack passing yards per game they're last 32nd yards per pass 32nd sacks allowed per pass 32nd third down efficiency they're 28th and points per game they're 31st so they're right at the back end of pretty much everything and what's like Nagy I mean this this is pretty unacceptable at this point I I mean I get it the quarterback situation is tough with a rookie and they are Andy Dalton but there's no excuse to be quite as bad as they've been that's just my take on it yeah, and I'm sure the Browns game 
pushed a lot of those categories down a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they weren't very high to begin with, but that performance was one of the worst offensive performances I've seen in a long time. And to throw Justin Fields into that, it's just negligence. And this guy, the head coach has got to go. Obviously today he came out and said uh, he's not going to talk about who's the play caller or not get into it. So obviously I think that means he's given up the play calling duty because if he was, he the guy has a big ego. I think he would come out and say, yep, I'm still a play caller. So it looks like we're going to see the laser show on Sunday versus the Lions. And he's going to try to get himself saved by another uh, play caller. Well, it's funny because we, I mean, I back to one of our earlier episodes, you know, way, way back when we were starting the podcast. And one of our, I think in our within our first 10 episodes, we had a emergency Bears episode about Matt Nagy giving up the play calling to, to Bill Lazor. And how, do, how whatever happened with Nagy just take back over Reigns? I don't even remember exactly what happened with that. I believe that Lazor called the plays for like three to four games and then the playoffs, I believe, came around and he like, took it back over against the Saints. That's what I think happened. I don't know if he would agree with that. He probably wouldn't, but I think he did. I think he definitely just, took it over. It sounds like a guy that just can't make up his mind or no, do it's like he La- can. Laser was successful, and it seems like he tried to take the credit, kind of. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe feed off of some take of that success. Back. Take it back yeah. when it was going successful. And it didn't work again. Surprise. Do you feel good about Bill Lazor taking over, or do you expect kind of No, the same I don't thing? feel good, but it's going to be better than what Nagy puts out there. I mean, in 2018, he things were kind of rolling. It seemed like he had a good scheme, and then teams kind of just figured out what he was doing, and he, he just kind of fell into a trap of himself. Like, oh, teams figured me out. I got to reinvent myself. I, I just feel like he's not a head coach and not a quality play caller. I've gone over this so many times. The guy just needs to leave. And what's funny is I saw articles last week after Fields got announced that he was starting about how Nagy and his staff had been crafting this playbook specifically for Fields. And to to hear all that and then see what we saw on Sunday, it's honestly just laughable. And I don't. I don't even know where they go from here. Is is Fields going to be starting even this Sunday against the Lions? Injury report today showed that Fields was a full participant, and it seems like his hand is okay. And Dalton is limited. So, if you are the head coach, do you go with Justin Fields then? Because he is a full participant, and you kind of want your quarterback in there on Wednesday, getting a full three days of reps, right? Of full reps. I mean, I I don't necessarily play into that. I don't think that factors in all that much, but if you're on the fence, yeah, maybe that could be a deciding factor. But I, I think the Lions game would have been the perfect opportunity for Fields to make you, or at least a much better opportunity than up against the Browns. So it'd be kind of weird That's why to get I'm, the Browns game and then not the Lions I, game. Doesn't make uh, sense to if, me. If he puts Dalton in for this Lions game, the whole fan base is going to be pissed off. It set this guy up for failure against a good defense. I know I was a little had my suspicions on the Browns defense because teams were, you know, they looked pretty good against the Browns. Something was off with the Browns defense, but not against the Bears. Bears make all defenses look great. 
And what the thing is, if they go back to Dalton now, and let's just say Dalton is doing okay in there like he was before he got hurt, then everyone's kind of sitting on that Justin Fields performance with that bad taste in their mouth for maybe weeks or even a month or so before he has another chance to start. I feel like that's not all that great for his confidence. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to let him start against the Lions, at least to let him get some confidence versus a bad defense. You're going to let Dalton go in there and have a good game, and then you Fields is going to be sitting for the foreseeable future, right? If Dalton goes out and has a good game and is able to play, and then you got Fields sitting on that lone performance for weeks and weeks, I just don't like it. I think he should get one more week before they make a decision on bringing Dalton back in. But that knee has a diagnosis of like three to four weeks. So I know Pace tried to come out and say that Dalton's a fast healer, whatever that means. (laughs) No, I'm not even sure (laughs) what that meant. But, yeah, I think he's got a couple more weeks, at least one more week on the bench based off of – purely a medical standpoint but it doesn't surprise me to see him limited in practice i know you were saying there were some rumblings out there of the possibility of full starting is is there any backing to that or or are we not seeing that Nagy came out and he wasn't really as clear with the media about they kind of use it as like a clickbait article saying that Foles is in consideration because of injury but the media kind of twisted it a little bit and Nagy wasn't fully clear on that so yeah, if, if Fields' hand wasn't ready to go, and yeah, the Fields, or I mean, um, Foles would have been ready to go, but it seems like Justin's hand is good, so I don't. We're not going to be seeing Foles this week, according to the injury report and who practiced today. So it sounds like we're expecting Fields to start based off all the information that you have just shared, but it also wouldn't surprise us if they went with Dalton. It wouldn't surprise me if they rushed. Dalton back from that knee injury and that type of knee injury can be re-injured through playing. So it wouldn't surprise me if they went that route, but I'm expecting to see fields this week. Probably. Yes. All right. It seems like a mess of a situation, but let's, let's kind of get away from the quarterbacks for a second, but let's stay on the offense. Let's, let's talk about this offensive line. Now on Sunday fields was obviously absolutely swarmed with pressure in his face and it, it made me curious. I wanted to check back and look at the pressure numbers throughout the league. And the pressure's allowed. The Bears' offensive line is pretty much the middle of the pack. So what, what happened on Sunday for this to all kind of come falling apart? You know, I thought the Bears did a, a decent job at protecting the first two games. Obviously, that first game, they went with a game plan with the, a bunch of quick passes with Andy Dalton. So... The pressures probably wouldn't show up in the stat sheet as much if they would have had a game plan more of like the Browns game. And the Bengals game looked okay too. It looked like they were holding up. The run game didn't fully take off. But versus the Browns, it just seemed like everything was a disaster. And we know how good the Browns front is with Clowney, Garrett. Garrett basically made the all-pro team based off of just, just this game alone. But... Not a lot of tight end help, not a lot of chips. I know there's a lot of people on media trying to, what's the word, justify, um, saying that it wasn't really that much or well, this and that and this and that. I just think they didn't, they didn't have a good game plan. And Peters was being left on an island a lot. And he was trying, he was getting confused. He was 
trying to make weird blocks for Garrett, and then Afedi was absolutely horrible. Like it was horrible. I even gave Afedi some props the past week. You so did, you did. It, it seems like the tackles. I mean, to be fair, I know who they were going against, but you got to do something else. If you got to try something else, if it's not working, right? Yeah, I agree. So, and then the the interior has been disappointing throughout the first three weeks. So, yeah, it's just the online is a mess. And but the bright spot is you have two rookie tackles sitting in on injured reserve, waiting, waiting in the wings. Come back. So maybe next year it will look different. So you touched on how the game plan was a little better with Dalton in there getting the ball out quickly. I mean, with the state of this offensive line and this offense in general. That kind of makes me think that their best chance to win right now is with Dalton because he gets the ball out so quick. He doesn't try to stretch the field. He doesn't hold it very long. And we saw that this offensive line against good fronts cannot hold up. So is is that fair to say that that might be their best chance to win as of right now? If Obviously you're going to call the, the game future. like Andy Dalton, yeah, then go with Andy Dalton. But there's other ways – to maximize Justin Fields' skill set other than curls and quick slants and dig routes. So they obviously didn't do that. So if you want to, if Matt Nagy wants to call a game like Andy Dalton, then bring Andy Dalton back. If you want to get a little bit more creative and protect your young quarterback, then put Fields in. I think that's the obvious answer, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's funny, I actually... <laughs> keep segueing away from us talking about the quarterbacks and then I brought up the quarterbacks again you did and we just we keep getting stuck in that vortex so so let's just let's, outside let's of the th- quarterbacks real quick the wide receivers right. were not getting open I I know you could probably sit here and say that was because the pass rush was getting there so quick that they were just playing everything up front right so I, I yeah, imagine that yeah. has something to do with it but the wide receivers still were not finding any holes to get open in the zone or man, whatever. So it's it's not just on the line. There, it was just a lot of bad on all levels, really. Yeah, so much bad in the offense building up. That is for sure. So I guess now let's segue back to the quarterbacks. No, I'm just kidding. Let's let's talk about the Bears' defense in this one. How how do you feel about what the way the defense looked? I love the defense. I think they came out and they fought. I think that they're going to fight for Sean Desai all year. I don't think they're going to hang it in. I remember I told you that. They love playing for this guy. This guy's a smart guy. He's, I think he's a great coordinator with what he's done so far. I've talked about that in the past episodes. But he's really revitalized this pass rush with all his creativity on getting pre- scheming pressure. So Robert Quinn's on pace for like 16 to 20 sacks right now. We'll see if that holds up, but he has been in the backfield a ton. And I, he could have had like two more sacks, but Baker kind of weaseled his way out. And he, Quinn had both hands around him, and he somehow just didn't go down. So, yeah, Quinn could have like – I think he has four sacks right now. He could have more of like six sacks through three games. So that's, that's what it. I'm most impressed with so far. And that's interesting because we both had him as our Bears comeback player when we talked about the Bears predictions for this upcoming season. So it's looking like we might have been right with that one. Yeah, and Mac has three sacks as well. So he's doing a lot of the dirty work, and Quinn is uh, reaping the rewards of it. But we'll see how that uh, foot injury 
he did come back to the game. It looked a little bit scary there when he went to the locker room. But he did come back. We'll see if uh, he ends up playing on Sunday. Yeah, so after week one, the Packers got blown out by the Saints, and they had the Lions on the schedule the next week. And everyone kind of saw it as a get-right game to get, get going right back in the, in the right direction. Now, the Bears have the Lions this upcoming uh, game. So is that kind of the same opportunity for them to get things going here? It definitely is, and that's what Nagy's known best for is having a shit show of a performance and then coming back the next week versus a poor team and calming the storm. Uh, that's just that's basically what his whole career has been like. I feel like he just he has these horrible per- offensive performances and he just lucks out the next game versus like the Lions or the Jags, just like a team like that and just kind of calms the upstairs management wise, calms them down a little bit and I think it's what's going to happen. I think the Bears are going to beat the Lions. I think the defense is going to ball out again. And the Lions are nothing like the Browns defense, so I don't see a reason why you can't at least score 17 points, 17 to 20 points. I don't see why there's any reason why you can't do that this week. And that's a terrible – that's a low bar. 17 points, really? Against the Lions, who that's are one terrible. of the worst teams in football, yeah. The Bears just, have just shown they can't they can't score no matter who they're playing. Except for last year during those four games where Laser was calling plays. So we'll see if Laser is calling the plays. He has a bad team coming up where he can reap the rewards of it. Yeah, much like the Packers, this Lions game for the Bears couldn't have come at a better time. Um, And I think this is an opportunity for them to win the game. I don't think it has to look pretty. A lot of people are going to be very impatient if they squeak out a win. But you get a win, you get things going, you kind of shore up the room a little bit and move forward because it's a long season ahead. And if you're 2-2, two and two, it could be a lot worse than that to start the season. Yeah, and the Lions have showed that they will fight back. And I know that I think uh, Hollywood Brown like dropped two touchdowns, I think. Yeah, he did. So the game could have definitely looked a lot uglier than it did, but they have definitely shown a little bit of fight and – don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not chalking this as an easy dub. Like the Lions could definitely definitely come out here and surprise the Bears if the offense sucks just as much as it did last game. So, if that happens, oh boy, there's going something's happening because that's unacceptable. So let's touch on that. If if let's say the let's say the Lions win this game, is Matt Nagy good as gone? Oh, he's or would gone. it have to be? Would I it have to be gone. a bit? It wouldn't have to be like a blowout or anything. It would just any any sort of loss to the Lions. You think he's gone? I think he would be gone. Yeah, it's like I said, uh, George and Ted. I hate saying that name, Ted. <laughs> that guy needs to be out. And he's he's a finance guy, not a football guy. But that's besides the point. They made a pretty bold move the other day, and that's funny how the timing of that, right? The time of the Arlington news. It seemed like a oh. cover up. Yeah, and I, I was I was thinking that is the moment they announced the Arlington Heights thing, it was like it was so obvious that it was to cover up how terrible their performance was on Sunday. They could have they could have announced that at any time, and it was right on what was it Tuesday following that game, right when yeah. everyone was getting ready to talk to the media. It was it was so obvious to me, and people just ate it up and are buying into it and listening to that. We but needed it though. So that was a good they move did. by them. They that did. They did. Move. Absolutely. But, but the real 
hardcore Bears fans are not letting them off the hook. They're still, you know, demanding for some changes on this Bears team. Oh, there's changes coming. This the schedule is going to get really rough after the Lions. So, uh, Nagy, I would think, is not making it past the halfway point. I think there's no way. I, mean, I know the history involving the head coaches and how they do business with head coaches, but this team could very well be one and six, two and six <laughs> around that point. So, all right, now I got to bring it up. I was going to let it slide, but let's not get things. Let's not overreact too much because just last week on this very podcast, you were talking about if they beat the Browns and then they win the next game, you were talking about three and one, four Listen, and one. Let, five let me say one. something real quick. And I told you to pump the brakes. And now I'm telling you to pump the brakes from the other side of the spectrum. The defense now I think- has been above even my expectations of what they were going to be. I didn't think, I mean, they had a bad first game, but the past two games, they fought hard and they've kept this team in the game. That even an average offense would have won. I think if the Bears had an average offense, they would have beat the Browns. They were playing that well. And for the future, I think the defense is going to continue to ball out. But if you're scoring, what did the Bears score? Like six points? Six points. If they continue to score six to ten points a game, yeah, that's where we're going to end up to be two and six, one and six. So... Yeah, maybe the offense is going to rebound. Hopefully it does. But I just I just don't trust Matt Nagy and his ability to come up with a good game plan, get these guys ready. And he's a big guy on saying, I believe in coaching. And well, he himself does not know how to coach. So that's a big issue. <laughs> All right. It matters, but not to Matt Nagy. There we go. All right. Well, I, I guess that'll do it for today before we get into yeah, any fuck more. that guy. Mandate. All right. Take him back to McDonald's where he belongs. All right. Before we, there's any more Matt Nagy talk, I think we'll wrap this one up and we'll be back. Yeah, I'm getting fired up. Sorry. To to talk more about the Chicago Bears. Thanks for stopping in. Getting me fired up on this bald headed freak. God damn. (laughs)